Welcome to the fourth edition of Nexus Now, a future farming podcast. I'm your host, Brian Brunson with GFL Ag, and my illustrious co-host, Dan Aberhart from Aberhart Ag Solutions. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. What we do now has such a big impact on what happens next for the future of farming. And that is why on this show, Brian, we say next is now. That's right, Danimal. We'll continue to discuss the debate <laughs> topics that make a difference in farmers' operations now. You know, I'll be asking a lot of questions because I really don't know a lot about farming. I just like to help where I can and, and, and try to figure out what's going on. Uh, it's my job at GFL Ag to try to understand what's happening in the world of agriculture and then kind of translate that down into layman's terms for for people who might not be in the know. And uh, hopefully, once I translate some of those things, um, you guys might look at us for some of our solutions to help you with those issues. Well, you're doing a great job, Brian. I'm really proud of you. And the fun part of this show is always talking to you where your outside perspective uh, comes out of left field and it makes for some fun on the show. So we're going to have another fun episode of the Nexus Now podcast. Well, today, Dan and I are curious about the topic of recharging away from the farm. That's why I'm wearing my, you know, <laughs> my vacation gear. I have my vacation stash going right here. And uh, Dan will tell you what's going to be on the show today. Well, first of all, I got to say your decor is exceptional. I appreciate you, what you picked out of the wardrobe. Um, reminds me of the shirt that I wore uh, to Mexico for my sister's wedding. So you're in the spirit of getting away from the farm. This is a great topic for this small period in the summer where in Western Canada, we can actually try and get away from the farm and, and the importance of that. So today uh, we'll be discussing your all important questions on what now, as usual. We'll be talking to uh, Elaine Fraze, Canada's Farm Whisperer, the award-winning author and coach about the work-play polarity that in farming never goes away in our feature interview. And of course, I had the opportunity to talk with a bunch of great producers on the coffee row about how they get away and recharge and, and get ready to tackle the battle. And some of the stuff that we talked about, Brian, were, you know, getting away to these farm shows in the summer with the family, sharing war stories with other producers from abroad as a way of rejuvenating and how you can become like a tractor with a plugged radiator when you get burnt out every farmer knows what that's all about and then the community future we're going to update you with everything that's going on in july because she's a wild july but it's all good and we are here to guide you down the garden path of recharging your recharging your batteries on the farm well, Dan, this sounds like a packed show, and personally, this show speaks to me because I am an expert vacationer and relaxer, so <laughs> I think I'll have some input besides the questions that I normally ask that sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. So if you're passionate about agriculture and want to stay out of the curve, then tune in to Nexus now and get ready for some thought-provoking discussion, unbiased opinions, and a deep dive into the future of farming. This is our What Now segment. Here are some questions that I thought up that uh, might shed some light on how farmers recharge, or producers recharge, and um, what they do for vacation and, and things along that those lines. Um, first question, Dan, what are the preferred vacation spots for most uh, Canadian farmers? Um, I can't imagine them finding anywhere better to go <laughs> than a country that has snow on the ground nine months out of the year. I mean, why would you want to leave that? So. Uh, where do you guys go? What do you do? Well, surprise, surprise. I think most farmers like to get away somewhere warm in the winter more <laughs> and more, right? So it's actually places like Texas 
But I would say especially Arizona that folks like to go. And you take my mom and my dad. Um, my mom and my dad go down south to Arizona, Maricopa specifically, where there's probably a larger community of farmers that are doing things like playing pickleball and socializing and going bowling and playing uh, <laughs> playing water volleyball, believe it or not, if you can water picture my volleyball. mom and my dad. Right? I mean, That's awesome. cannot see that in Canada. You can't get that kind of uh, front row seat to that kind of, um, you know, sports activity uh, in Canada. But a lot of folks are going down to Arizona. They're going to Texas. They're going to Florida, sometimes California in the winter. And uh, during the summer, though, we do have very nice lakes and some great hunting in the fall. Uh, but for the most part, there's a specific breed of bird that you may have heard of. It is the Canadian snowbird, and they're <laughs> largely coming to locales like yourself that offer a lot more sun during the winter. So, all right, you mentioned pickleball in there. You have you played pickleball yet? <laughs> have you got it? Have you got the bug? Has it I have yet? not played it. I, I don't know what the big, the big uh, excitement is about it. Have you played it? Can you can you inform me why this is so great? Uh, well, I have to admit, I have been bitten by the bug <laughs> of pickleball. So we're going to back up and talk about my athletic history. I played professional basketball, so that, and so did my wife. So we're very competitive people by nature. But I'm almost 50 now. And, you know, <laughs> even though my mind tells me I can do things, that's not necessarily the case. And so you got to try to find some competitive outlets, uh, you know, just to, to keep the juices flowing and that competitive spirit. So me and my wife, we played tennis. And that's a good workout. But sometimes you want to be competitive and hold the beer in your hand at the same time. <laughs> Hence pickleball. And I got to say, I love it, man. It's great. I think, I mean, you can get out there and you can, you know, hit that ball as hard as you can, hold that beer in the hand, take a seat, rest for five minutes, <laughs> jump back in there, and you actually feel like you're playing a real sport. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm sold, man. You need to try it. It sounds like it's got the distinction of being in that illustrious category of sports where it's a drinking game, essentially. <laughs> That changes everything. It's it's it can definitely. I mean, some of these pro pickleballers they have out there, they might fight us for that, but they <laughs> they they know what they're doing. It's it's exactly what it is, <laughs> and they need to accept it. And listen, if I can go pro right now at the age of you know forty nine, I'll do it. If you see a really big lime green bus with Brian's face on the side, you know he's on pickleball tour. Oh, I'm on the tour, baby. <laughs> I'm looking for sponsors. GFLA. <laughs> Worldwide pickleball too. All right. Well, do producers need to plan for vacations uh, based on the tops of crops they raise? I mean, I, I mean, because I know it's different rotation, different times of the year. When can you, I mean, do you have to plan around that just to get away, I'd imagine? I would say in Western Canada, it's not like Australia or Brazil where you have a couple crops every year. It's very specific. I mean, okay. you have a short window in the summer, which is kind of why we're featuring this episode now. And then say November 15th, April 15th, you can afford to be gone because there's three, four, five feet of snow, depending where you live. Right. But it's it's um, it's pretty cut and dried, Brian. I mean, there's times of the year when we can physically get away, and there's times of the year when there's work to be done. Well, I know budgeting is a huge yearly task for producers and it's, you know, <laughs> entrepreneurs in general. You got to budget. Um is vacation an important line item? I don't think the farmers have any money to spend on vacation, Brian. I mean, that's just, it, that'd be gratuitous spending. You know, <laughs> you have to do it on a shoestring budget. <laughs> so you have to get creative, you know. 
maybe you can, you know, utilize some cardboard boxes and twine or, you know, <laughs> things that you have around the farm to have fun with. No, I'm just kidding. It would be great if farmers were budgeting for that. And let's face it, you take any trip nowadays, especially with the family, it's a, if it's this big budget item, but I would say just like you have to plan for it in terms of time, you probably have to plan for it, uh, you know, as far as the budget goes, especially with inflation. So, well, and, and the reason I ask that, because I, I do think that I think even normal people, they don't, they might set aside, hey, we're going to set aside some money for vacation, but they don't really plan it into their budget. Like, all right, let's look at this vacation. Let's say where we want to go, how we want to, how we want to feed ourselves when we're there, what we want to do when we're there. Like, sit down. Nobody really sits down, sits down and, you know, gets into the nitty gritty of the vacation budget. Because I know when we go on vacation, we say, oh, yeah, we're going to do this and we'll probably spend this amount. But then we get there and you go way over that amount. You do so you, you, you blow it because you, you didn't plan accordingly. And so I would imagine you, you producers are a little bit more. All right. We got this figured out. We know we know what we need to spend. Seems like you guys would be a little bit more tied into that personally from my outside view looking in. Well, every dollar counts. And I think farmers are traditionally very good with their money because you have to be yeah. you make a million decisions about what you're going to spend on the farm. Right. But if the vacation is a line item that they are budgeting, I'd be very happy and proud for them that they're doing so because yeah. I, I just think that typically taking time off and vacation and farming is a very hard thing to do. And if you're making it a priority, you're going to be successful in that regard. Good on you yeah. because it's, it's largely an afterthought. I right. mean, maybe later in life, too, when you get to my parents' stage, it's a different thing. But I know when you're hustling to build your empire as a young farmer, um, vacation budget is probably the last thing on your list after everything else, like that million-dollar tractor and all the inputs that go yeah. into every acre to grow the crop. But if you're listening and you do that, good on you because I think yes. you're in the top, top 20 percentile. Well, you know, along those lines, you know, once you budget everything, you figure out, you know, where you're going to go. What does a producer do to unwind? You know, my experience with farm folk is that they're extremely hardworking and don't know how to shut shut it off. Well, this is an interesting question because I think that the default answer for most producers would be something relatively oriented to their business. You know, they they go somewhere where there's a farm show or maybe they tour some crops, which we've, you know, we had a, quite a few feedback on on Coffee Row in that regard. But if you're really going to plan something that's meaningful and away mm -hmm. from the farm, you have to have a period of time where you're not engaged in any business reading, any business activities, nothing to do with the farm and truly get away. And I, I think for a lot of producers, naturally, they're gravitating towards the outdoors. I know a lot of folks that go hunting and they spend, you know, days, if not weeks, more or less by themselves in the woods, just in the solitary pursuit of, of that great great uh, hunting venture. But it's generally outdoor activities like that, Brian, that I think guys yeah. and gals would pursue to get away from the farm. You know, and they're out there unwinding, um, hunting on the lake. What happens <laughs> at, the, at the farm when they're gone? Who handles everything? Well, that's a really interesting question because you really have to scale the farm to get to the point where it'll run by itself, right? And there's always things that you're going to think of that maybe I need to be there for this or this could be happening or that could be happening. Um, so if you're, again, one of those producers that schedules the vacation ahead of time, that budgets for a vacation, that has people on the farm that can take care of everything while you're gone, kudos, because I think, I think you're doing a great job in that regard. Um, but the truth is, these days, you know, you take a farm like ours, there's shifts, there's people with specific areas of responsibility, 
they definitely have, you know, rotating vacations. And when they get away, they get away. And nobody calls them to say, hey, this blew up or that blew up. So right. hopefully you can get to that. I mean, on the other side of it, if you're a solarpreneur kind of farmer, maybe you just shut things down and go to lake and, and let things let things unfold as they will. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the type I would be doing. Yeah. You might Just see the, the fire fall. literally on your, on your webcam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, call the neighbor, the cattle get out. Yeah. But there's all technology for that. Now if the cattle get out, you know, you can send your drone or, or call exactly. the neighbor or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like me. Well, <laughs> kind of switching gears a little bit. You've gotten away, you've done your vacation, all that stuff. You, you feel like, all right, I did my job. I took a vacation. I got away. But I, I think a lot of people forget about one aspect, which is which is ment mental health. You know, did you actually get away? Did you did you reset your brain? You know, uh, how was mental health perceived and dealt with in the world of farming? Well, I'm really proud to say, Brian, that we've come a long way. I've been in this business for a quarter of a century now. And really from the time that I started where it wasn't a you know, topic or a subject or a concern at all to now, uh, it's it's really come to the forefront. I think it's become a lot more acceptable to talk about mental health, to recognize that we need time off and we need time away from the farm for mental health. And really, your mental health now really is an indicator of your ability to make decisions and move ahead in your business. So what is the value of that? Well, if we can't make good business decisions, if we're exhausted, and the smallest of things yeah. that wouldn't have been a big deal on a good day is it can just be you know, a mountaintop to overcome and trigger you and it's World War III down on the farm. So I see this as a topic that everybody's recognizing the need for and they're considering, you know, tools and how to deal with that. And I'm just really excited and proud of how the agricultural industry has come a long way since, since the days when I started. When we didn't know, we weren't aware of it. So now there's a lot more talk about it, a lot more identification of what it is. And a lot mm -hmm. more tools and support infrastructure to deal with that. And sometimes just a good good vacation is better than anything for you. Right. But I think the first step, and we're kind of what we're addressing here, is we're just trying to bring it to people's attention. You got to actually look at it. Did you actually have a vacation? Did you just take time? Did you just take time to smell the flowers? Did you stop? I think the first step is identifying and admitting, like, okay, I got to freaking slow down. It's hard for a lot of people to do. It's hard for me, hard for my wife. I'm sure it's hard for you. And uh, which kind of brings me to my next question. What can farmers do to reduce stress during busy times? I think being well rested as possible and all the basics too, because as we get really busy, the basics of like water intake, sleep, you know, eating right, all that good stuff tends to go out the window yep. and there's, there's no other priority, but, but keeping going. But how long can your physical body go before it starts protesting on you? And then yeah. you're fighting another battle. But scheduling those times and, and thinking differently, having a mindset like, I don't have anything to prove. I don't have to work to the point where things become unsafe. You know, you're operating big equipment. That's, that's a and, really good point. And, you know, point. there's accidents that occur, occur when people get really tired. And, yeah. and these days, the sentiment's more like, hey, is this really necessary? Can we, can we slow down a bit here and take some time so we don't <laughs> drive our million-dollar rig through yeah. the brush? Kind of along those lines, um, you know, not all producers are married or have families. Do you think these people tend to, to work more or less, be a little <laughs> bit more stressed or less stressed? Well, that's a great question. I think if you have a great family life and you've made it a priority to spend time with them and you plan and budget and execute on these actual getaways, you're probably in a good place in that regard. But if you're if you're a single farmer, you're probably hustling too. And hopefully right. you're making time to, you know, 
get out and about and meet the right kind of partner. Yeah. Um, hopefully you don't have to go too far. But uh, I think it all depends. And hopefully people uh, have a great family life. They can put it ahead and, you know, they're not going to work to escape it, which I think is oftentimes the case, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, put, you place more or less importance on vacationing. Like you say, if you're in the middle of building that empire, you're like, all right, I don't have time for vacation. I got to get this done. Then five years from now, then boom, I'll take a vacation. Uh, you know, is that not the right way to do it? Well, here's the thing. I think when we get really focused on building our empires, nothing comes before that, unfortunately. Yeah. But knowing what I know now, you know, with the benefit of being 47 years old and, and being seven years running a, a successful business, I now know that this is the most important thing. Because if you don't put your own health and welfare, it's like, you know, put, put the oxygen mask on first, Brian. Yeah. Then you can help everybody else that's counting on you. You know how many people are counting on you in your businesses, in your family, in your community, everything you do. That's that's point. important, right? So I think I think we come to the understanding that this is actually part of being very successful. Yeah. But I can pretty much guarantee everybody starts out on the racetrack thinking, you know, I gotta I gotta grind it out till I get my bank right. But you yeah. know, that day really never I mean, I guess it can come. But for most successful people, you will always feel like you aren't a success and you need to keep going. And no yeah. matter how successful you are, you just immediately be what is the next thing and it never ends. So you got to count your wins, set out some milestones, you know, be grateful when you hit them and take some time away to get perspective. And a lot of the value that we'll find in our business, which isn't always trading time for money anymore, especially in agriculture where the decisions are really big and, and the numbers are really big, um, we can make our best decisions when we're fresh and they might come to you in the shower on vacation with somebody special. <laughs> I, I want that for you. Yeah, no, I, I think that you, you made some really good points and I think that's probably great. I love your analogy, put on that oxygen mask for yourself first before you help others. Don't pull the emergency door without a chute. That's my also my advice. All right. Well, thank you. I think that was <laughs> I feel more educated about the farming vacation rituals and practices now. All right. So maybe on to the interview section. Absolutely, Brian. So right away when the topic for this episode came up. There was a lovely lady that came to mind. It was a good family friend of ours, Elaine Fraze. And of course, she's well known in, in the agricultural industry here. She has a coaching business and she's helped lots of folks. And I really liked what she had to say about this work-play balance in life, uh, especially in farming that simply never goes away. She describes it as a polarity, which is a, a problem that never goes away and has to be handled. Right, So we always think of problems as something to be solved and, and have them go away. But the reality is that we need sometimes to allow for problems or situations that are simply going to recur again um, to exist in our life without you know losing our, losing our stuff on it because it just this will never go away. So Elaine right. talks about that, gives us some advice, and um, I think she's got some good things to say. Let's check it out. I'm Elaine Frey's farm family coach and way back in 1987, the government of Manitoba asked me to start writing around living intentionally on the farm in terms of work-life balance. But I don't like the word balance because balance implies that you get to a certain point and you just stay there. 
what I would prefer is to use the, the word resilience or buoyancy. And we have in agriculture, there's a myth that we have to work all the time. And a, a lot of agricultural producers are workaholics because that's what they've bought into. And even when they have livestock, they say, oh, no, Elaine, we can't. We The work is always there. Yes. And that is why it's called a polarity. A polarity is a problem that is never solved, but it has to be managed. So in agriculture, what we have to learn to manage is this dance that Barry Johnson, who wrote the book on polarities, calls um, the infinity loop. And the infinity loop is we work and we play, we plan and we act. And so it's this, this paradigm shift, Dan, that needs to happen where people are intentional about all the different roles that they play in agriculture. The first one is self. So if you're a farmer listening to this, male or female, how are you taking care of yourself? What's your take on that? Uh, I mean, some of the things we just discussed in the question, question and answer session. I mean, take care. You got to take care of yourself first. And the, the whole polarity, um, you know, buoyancy, it's always a constant dance. I mean, it's true. Those problems will probably always be there. You just got to figure out how to deal with them on a normal basis without freaking pulling your hair out. That makes that makes sense. Right. The farm is always going to be there. Yeah. And that's part of the problem is if you don't get away, you're looking out the window and there's no shortage of projects. It will never end. And imagine working and living every day in your business. I mean, we, we do, I guess, remotely now, but even if you're working remotely on a business virtually, you can shut down your laptop, look outside the window and there isn't more things to do. But I think for farmers, it just never ends. And that's where the work, workaholism begins yeah so uh, and it never goes away right never you and you'll never if you're waiting for the moment where you feel like everything's done and you have enough money and you've had enough success to go away there's a lot of old folks in farming that have never (laughs) developed a hobby or gone away yeah and these days that's not really required i there was once upon a time when you had to do that to survive but uh, that's not the case anymore. No, no. I, I, yeah, no, that, that, I thought that was really poignant what you said. You, you need to, it's, there's no work-life balance. It's, you just got to dance the dance and take care of yourself. Yep. So on to Coffee Row then, Brian. So, you know, we've had a talk with the expert. And I wanted to uh, talk to a few folks that had come up with uh, some things that they were doing and, and some things they're focused on. I got some very interesting answers, so we can get into that now. So last week I talked to Arthur Ward, a buddy of ours from uh, Lucky Lake, Saskatchewan. He used to run some John Deere dealerships. Now he's running a big farm out there. And uh, of course, when we asked him about what he was doing to get away, he was talking about going to Ag in Motion. So I think for a lot of folks, uh, you know, farm shows can be a destination and it kind of gets you out of your own head, gets you into the public, gets you networking, you know, have a few in the beer gardens with some friends and, and, and have some lighthearted banter, but also a great chance to talk to people in the industry about what's new and exciting. Of course, we'll be at Ag in Motion as well here shortly. But this individual, Arthur is taking whole, whole family with the camper to stay at the show for a few days. So I thought that was really good. It's also that category of vacation. Hey, if you can't plan an exotic vacation that's really expensive, far away from the farm, that makes you forget everything about the farm, yeah. maybe you should just start with taking a trip that's technically a write-off. <laughs> 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 Baby steps. Yeah, you know, like yeah, Bill Murray in that show? Baby steps? Yeah. Yeah, I, 
I think that's great. And of course, he's doing a little bit of fishing and some golfing with his sons. But he talks about the farmer guilt. Um, if the wind's not blowing and the sun is shining, you should be doing something. Yeah. Not everybody that's, can throw on a shirt like you're wearing right now and just relax and take it easy. Like, like it's something, uh, it's a very hard skill I've developed over years and years of practice. <laughs> just complete relaxation and letting go. It's I've never seen somebody try so hard. I'm not a quitter, man. <laughs> when you do something, you do it well. I do it well. <laughs> if I'm going to relax, I'm going to freaking relax. <laughs> Okay, well, I also talked to a good friend of mine, Chris Clays, uh, from Deloraine, Manitoba. Really sharp cookie. Um, always enjoy what he's got to say. And he had a very interesting take on how he rejuvenates. Again, with more farming. See the okay. theme here? Yeah. Farmers love to unplug with, with more farming, but uh, I thought it was an interesting angle. I find that question interesting, Dan, because part of my getting away from the farm, I really, truly enjoy traveling a bit in the summer, maybe down to Iowa or where, where the cropping is completely different than we are, California, you name it. And uh, I enjoy visiting other growers and hearing their success stories or the other side of it, you know, uh, their horror stories, which, I mean, we all have them every year. That's something new. We've talked about this before. And, uh, you know, it puts a little light into my day about you know, it's not just me struggling or, or me succeeding forward and, and to live with their goals and their successes. I, I truly love, you know, hearing about it on other farms. So that's a big part of it for me. And of course, getting to the lake and uh, just getting some straight downtime. I don't know if I can get rid of the internet because I mean, we all know that I love technology. So that would be the only part I can't get rid of, but yeah, it's totally nice just to go out in the lake and forget about things. Well, I think he brings up um, probably a, a point that all of us should probably take uh, note of. Is you never really disconnect. Can't get, <laughs> can't get rid of the internet. You got your phone with you. I yell at my kids all the time, like, all right, enough screen time. As I'm holding my phone, checking emails, <laughs> going through it, I'm sitting there screaming at them, and they're looking at me like, what a hypocrite this guy is. You know, so I think it's, I think that's important. I mean, it's hard to do, really hard to do. And I admit I don't do a good job, but I think one thing is put the, put the phone down, disconnect for a little bit. Today, there's no, there's no feeling like unplugging from the phone today. Yeah. But there's another interesting point there that uh, I'd consider too is if you have a peer group of producers that you can go and spend time with that geographically yeah. aren't so close to you that you're in competition with them and you can hear about their trials and tribulations and what they're doing on their operations, it's highly recharging. And my dad and my brother have done this for many, many years through the Power Farm Group uh, hosted by Rob Sake. So it's a peer group. But everybody's far enough apart in Western Canada, that they can meet and they can talk numbers, labor, labor, power, machinery, all those good things, land, prices, all that. Yeah. They don't have to worry about letting out their corporate secrets to their neighbors, so to speak, and they feel really comfortable. But that kind of thing, where you get away from the farm, but you rub shoulders with others, can be really uh, great for rejuvenating as well. So I think that's important to consider. I think that's a great point. I mean, I, I, my frame of reference for something like that would be just peer groups with other maybe fathers 
like when I first had, you know, a kid or you start going through the parenting stuff, like, oh my God, something's wrong with my kid. It's gotta be. No other kid, no other kid does this. There's no way this is yeah. normal. And then you talk to your peer groups like, oh yeah, no, my kid eats paint. And my kid does this. And my kid, <laughs> you know, they, oh, okay. So it is normal. It is okay. I need to take it down a notch. It's good to be able to, it's good to find somebody you can commiserate with, talk to, get different perspectives. I think that's a great point. Oh, I know when we go to Toronto every 90 days for strategic coach, it's just hugely rejuvenating. You come back with a head full of wind that you can really get anything done and you're excited to get back to the grind. So that can be sometimes essentially more work can be a solution or somewhere where you know you're not alone. Uh, well, yeah, validation. That helps with mental, the whole mental side. I'm thinking. I'm thinking you should start a pickleball peer group, and um, you could all share. You but know. that's just pure joy. There's no downside. To pickleball. <laughs> I have to try that one day. Yeah. Okay. Well, last but not least, we want to talk to my little brother, who's who's definitely an expert in the area of taking some time off. Um, <laughs> is that a kind of a dig or is no? That... <laughs> it's not. Okay. I'm actually so proud of my brother because he's built a culture and a structure by Good. which he can get away from the farm, truly unplug. Um, you always strive to be better in that area. But six or seven years ago, my brother and I started going to strategic coach together when we started uh, started Aberhart Ag. And when he first started to try and take time off, it was really tough. The team yeah. didn't support it. The team didn't get it. I mean, a lot. there was a lot of comments made by everybody, including probably myself and, and dad and everything. But once you understand the value of getting away from your, your business and it forces you to get other people into the right roles and build standard operating procedures and, and delegate to other people and, and give up control in areas, um, that's part of the – I mean, I got a buddy who's sailing to Portugal right now on a Ooh, boat. That's awesome. From, from Nova Scotia. He had to build it into his business that he could be away for three months. What do you wow. think that takes, Brian, to build into your business? Do you think that'll get you past the micromanaging and having to live in your business every day? That's, it's a huge that's a, that's a huge That's what we see. I like that. That's what we see. So my yeah. brother, he's to the point with his multiple businesses where he's floating between opportunities to make things better. And yeah, he drives a sprayer Sunday. Yeah, he crop scouts. Yeah, he helps with Aberhart Egg important meetings. Yeah, he, you know, leads this and that discussion or whatever. But it's not, he's not needed in every part of his business every day. So he has yeah. an opportunity. But you should hear what he has to say. We all have, especially in agriculture, the culture of just working hard, right? And dad has this, that famous saying that we love how, you know, when he grew up, it was whoever could plow the longest got ahead. And now it's whoever can farm the smartest. Going to coach and them talking about taking free days, a 24-hour period where you're totally unplugged from work, from everything else, from your phone, which we rarely ever do as a farmer or as an entrepreneur is super important. When you're just going, 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 you get tired, you get run down, you get less clear about your thinking and what you're doing, and you actually become much, much less productive. And one of the most important things you need to do as a leader or as a farmer or as an entrepreneur is thinking. You know, thinking Henry Ford's famous quote, thinking is the hardest thing people can do. That's why so few engage in it. One of the big ahas for me is when I started taking more time off, my thinking got way clearer, tasks got way easier. I actually became more productive. And, and I really do strongly believe that 
I'm more efficient. I get more done the more time I take off to an extent, of course, I'm not working like one day a week or anything like that. But it is one of the hardest things to do, especially as a farmer. I used to be proud and brag about, you know, running the drill for 24 hours straight. And now I think about that and it's just stupid and, and also very unsafe and scary. If your phone's plugged in all the time, you know, the battery gets low and things stop working, right? And, you know, using the farming analogy, I was thinking of like an air filter or a rad, you know, if you're just going, 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 it gets plugged up, right? And you start losing power and efficiency. And the only way to get that back is to stop and to let the engine cool down and to blow your air filter out and get it clean. And then when you come back with that clean air filter and the engines cool down like you've got maximum power and efficiency and that's that's really what it is like in life and and business that's a lot of great points first of all i love your brother such a <laughs> such a nice guy man such a nice yeah, guy i always great. have a good time around him yeah yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a great guy and i mean when you were saying it earlier you know it's you got you you have to Almost, you got to take time away to clear everything out and understand and be clear and, you know, under, understand that if you're tired, you're making poor decisions. You're, you know, you're not thinking right. Um, you know, this analogy with the, with the engine and the air filter, cool, let it cool down, blow out the filter, come back, maximum efficiency. I love it all. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it and just break it down. If you rest your body, your body will pay you back. You rest your mind, your mind will pay you back. I mean, it's, I, I think that's really, really good key salient points that your brother made. No, I, I'm really proud of Terry, and that's why I wanted him to have, have him on this episode because I think he can speak to this really well, and he's living it. Because I always feel like presenting this to the farm community, it's there's a, a lot of yeah buts. And, of course, we like to joke, dad joke, you know, yeah buts live in the forest. <laughs> that's how we handle the objections <laughs> around the house. But the reality is... Um, There'd be a lot of resistance to this conversation because like, hey, in season, we got to go, we got to get this done. There's never ending work and I get it. But think about not just at the visionary level, not just the big picture of where your business is going, which is really important to get clarity on. But think about when you get super burnt out mm -hmm. and something that you might've been able to deal with before. How many family farm conflicts happen or employees quit happen because, you know, you were too burnt out to emotionally regulate and boom. You know, World War Three ensues, yeah. where little things just build up and don't get communicated, and then you get tired. And as I said, everybody get like Dan Sullivan has a famous quote. You know, the more tired you are, the stupider everybody gets, and we all know that to be true, right? So yeah. it can be a pretty small yeah. thing that just makes you blow your top. Yeah. But if your rad's clean and you're running proper coolant, you're gonna have a lot of capacity to deal with that. So what is the cost of blowing up? At a, at, a, at a family farm member, what's the cost of blowing up uh, with an employee? Yeah. These things cost money. And when that person walks out of your life, it can cost you a lot of ability to delegate or it can cost you the farm. So get some sleep and relax and come back to a fresh, my friends. Yes. I think that's very important. I think this is a very important topic in general. That's why we had the podcast. You know, we make a lot of jokes and stuff. And there's a lot of stigmatism with, you know, Taking time off for yourself. You should be working. You should work hard. I, and I think everybody across the board, not just in um, farming, being a producer, I think across the board, I think in North America, there's a lot of overwork to people who are running on empty 
and blowing up at other people. I think it's I think that's a lot of stuff you see it in the news. I think a lot of that stuff is what's is what's going on. I mean, when you said your friends uh, going to Portugal on a boat, I've been to Portugal a few times in the last um, couple of years. You know what they do? They take a lot of vacations and a lot of time off, <laughs> and they're pretty happy over there. And they live a long honest. time. And they live a long time. So I mean, I, I, I think I think we're on to something with you know taking some time for ourselves and 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 recharging the batteries. So. With that said, though, Dan, you know, can you tell us what's going on a little bit closer to home? In our, well, in the community, uh, community. this month, there is no rest for the wicked. It is go, 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 go. Get back to work. And we are going to grind it out till we get our bank right. So, yeah, July 17th, the day before Egg in Motion, we're just more or less having a hospitality event that you can learn a lot at with Elston. Solberg and the team at SureGrow Solutions. We'll talk a little bit about BioCell, but of course, it's just every time Elston presents, and we're going to have great agronomy back up there with SureGrow, it's just epiphany after epiphany. You just want to take notes. So we'll be at the courtyard by Marriott by the Saskatoon Airport for dinner and presentation. Um, we'd love for you to join us. Ag in Motion, of course, is July 18th to 20th in Langham, Saskatchewan. And then the sixth annual Field of Stars event presented by Nutrien at Prairieland Park, where there's networking, live music by Doc Walker, Rib Fest, and raising funds for stars. We're always involved with that. Very proud to be involved with that uh, cause. And then we have a whole host of, of meetings, uh, agronomic meetings, where we're, we're providing opportunity for Elston to work with producers. Um, some of those highlights are Jul July 13th at Gravelberg, Saskatchewan. July 24th in Swan River, Manitoba for New Era. Um, excuse me, July 24th with New Era at Melfort, Saskatchewan, the new location. July 25th with Ken Pearson at his field day in Shellbrook, Saskatchewan. Um, July 28th, uh, David Rankis at Ituna. And also, I should mention July 27th is Core Eggs Barbecue and Field Day in Regina. So, of course, you'll find all, us doing all this stuff and highlighting all that and social media. Contact us if you want to join us for anything. And hopefully we'll see you around the summer rodeo here before we want to fit in. It's a little bit of downtime and get away. And I'm going to go in August to Halifax to my friends. And he is going to take us out on his 52-footer. And we are going to find some treasure at Oak Island. I'm excited to, to go out there. And that will be a world away from the prairies, and I probably will forget myself and be able to recharge when I'm out on the ocean on a sailboat, which is pretty foreign to my experience here on the prairies. So yeah, that, that should that. be pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little jealous there. Right on. Well, what do you think of the content today, Brian? I think this was a great, great episode. I, I think we, we talked about something that's really important that a lot of people don't talk about, maybe scared to talk about, you know, uh, you know, some negative connotations to vacationing, taking time off, relaxing. I think it was I think it was a great show. I think um, there's some things that I'm going to take away today. Actually, after we discussed it, that I probably need to take a look at myself and what I'm doing with my my family and my businesses. I think it's I think it's a really important subject. We could probably do a few podcasts on this. You know, whether Absolutely. it be mental health or, or or what have you. I think this is a very important subject, and uh, I'm I'm proud of this of the show we had today. I think we covered a lot of good stuff. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that, too. And I, I feel the same. I think we have to get our head around the fact that the more we can take care of ourselves, uh, you know, as we discussed today, and the, uh, the more we're taking care of our businesses and the yeah. longevity of our businesses. And we're doing 
our family who often we're involved with on the farm and our our employees uh, a big service and the future of the farm a really big service by tackling this topic so i'm really proud that we can talk about this stuff and i just want to note i feel better just talking about some of this stuff that's a huge exercise so you have to find space to create these opportunities to talk about this stuff and it doesn't always happen on the farm. So sometimes yeah. maybe it's a few wobbly, you know, pop pop wobblies around the, the fireplace some or the fire somewhere in the woods with some friends or whatever. But, you know, find time to get away and you'll be better for it. And especially your business will be better for it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed Nexus Now. I'm Brian Brunson with Dan Aberhart. Join us next time for a discussion on, insert discussion here. (laughs) Yeah, well, I thought we had talked about something, but we know for a fact it'll be very interesting. Yes, yes, we got some. We're going to input an AI voice into that part that'll say, discussion on flying saucers, (laughs) crop circles. 